This is another episode of Flavor in Your Ear Podcast. A podcast about damn near any and every topic with no filter and zero regard for the easily offended. Everything you say upsets somebody. Please welcome the man behind the madness. The most important person with all due respect. Let's go! Your host and audio flavor maestro. My man. Marquise Edwards. What is going on, everyone? We are back with another episode of Flavor in Your Ear podcast, and we will get straight to it. Uh, We've been reaching out. I've been reaching out to a lot of unique guests that have, you know, their opinions, thoughts, viewpoints that we love to share here. And it's how we grow as an audience, how we grow as a people, society, all those things like that. Having these conversations, tough conversations with zero regard for anyone that has any differences with what we say because we speak freely on this podcast. So today I have a special guest, Andre Peradine. And he had to tell me how to, because he has S at the end of his name. He had to tell me even in the beginning, don't say the S because I a thousand percent sure would have said the S at the end. <laughs> but he educated me in our green room session. So that was pretty cool way for us to warm up right there. And he also speaks French, which is, <laughs> which is outstanding. Um, so I'm going to give him a few moments to introduce himself, uh, basically just to tell a little bit about his background and what brought you to where you are today. I did read your, your bio, but I think it's best that you kind of you know speak on yourself you know you, who can talk better about yourself than you right so let them know about it andre <laughs> absolutely good morning good morning by the way you marquez marquis marquis see i had to yeah. i should have i should have checked that out first <laughs> no, no worries i, no I worries. just assume marquis so my story i have three 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 stages to my life okay right and that's it so Pull me out, or take, you know, like I, it's a long story. If I, but I won't try to make it short. So, uh, in a nutshell, I was uh, five years old. I was born in the, in the number four kid in the family of five. At the age of five, um, when I put my thoughts to my feelings, like you know, it takes it takes consciousness to bring that together. At five, I realized this was like mm-hmm. I remember the moment sitting in the steps exactly. I remember the wallpaper. I remember the carpet. At five years old, I realized, like a hammer to the head, that I was born in the wrong family. Hmm. Why are you so How's that? How's that possible? Right? Like, just right. these people. These people don't like me. I don't like them. We have nothing in common. I somebody mm-hmm. made a mistake somewhere. The stork dropped me off at the wrong wrong house. <laughs> I don't know, but this is all wrong. This is like so obviously all wrong, and it was okay. always wrong. But I put it together that moment. Like, I, that wow, like. This is a terrible, this terrible mistake happened here. I don't belong here. I don't belong at five, here. At five Straight years up, old. At five years yeah. old. Wow, okay. So what happened from that moment uh, is that I became uh, hyperly aware and watching and noticing and literally watching the world around me at all times like, like, like a hawk. First trying to understand how that's possible, confusing and scary, right? Like it was, it was terrifying, actually, understanding that I could just disappear and nobody would notice. Straight up. Mm-hmm. Like, you know. And so, but then kind of like, like a hawk, I was watching them, watching me, watching interaction, watching how this is possible. When I start going to school, I'm the awkward, weird, strange kid because I don't, because I don't even know why I'm like, so that was my sort of default system. I started at five watching people, watching the world, watching everything Mm -hmm. out of protection. Anyway, so from that place, uh, 
I became fascinated with the human condition. You know, how does that happen? And how come you turn on like you and I turn on like me and he turns like him? And there's that guy that all the girls like. And, you know, he's not that he's handsome, but there's something about him, right? And vice versa. I guess that's amazing, right? So I became very highly tuned in reading people, sensing people, you know, that kind of stuff. So fast forward to 15 years old. I went to a private high school slash college. Okay. And uh, because it was fancy, you could take dancing for PE, physical dancing? education, dancing, ballroom dancing. Mm. Now, I was a loner. I was a swimmer. If you look for me, you found me sitting at the bottom of the pool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> now, this is back in Canada. So, uh, you know, just to get dressed, to get in the pool, it was always cold. It was always, God, you know, freezing all the time. So that first year, the first the first week of the class uh, the, before I started in, the, in that school, a girl comes up to me, little tiny thing. And she says, "Oh my God!" She knew my name, which I don't recall even anybody knowing that I was alive. So she came <laughs> up to me. She goes, "My God!" She goes, "You know, you want to take ballroom for PE?" And I'm like, "What?" And she's like, "Well, we get to be a partner." Blah, 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 blah. But she goes, "You have to sign as a couple. I need a partner. You want to be my partner?" And my two thoughts: the first one was like, "I won't have to change." <laughs> to get in the pool <laughs> yes number two i'm looking at her she's this petite little gorgeous little thing i'm like i get to hold her in my arms yeah <laughs> dork city here right like, oh yeah <laughs> uh, yeah right <laughs> so this is what's interesting so a week later we actually get in class first time ever in a dance class i'm 15 years old close to 16 but i'm i'm a teen <clears throat> awkward and <laughs> this was the gift from god as I'm holding her in my arms, and I remember the teacher's on my right, right? Everything that he did, I could copy it. Like, on the spot. Like For the, for the, first, for the first time? I had it, all of it. Like, the, whatever you see, shot, I saw, it, I did it. Wow. So, that was really interesting, right? Because I mm-hmm. had the talent for this that was in there that I didn't know. Mm-hmm. Gift of God, right? But, like, enough that my the teacher used to get frustrated frustrated with me. He's like, can you struggle a little bit? I'm like, oh, I, I, how do you struggle a little bit? Like, I got it. Right? <laughs> so what happened is me and her would advance really quickly, and I end up often just standing there because we had it. I had it, so she just follows me, right? So, mm-hmm. so then, of course, I became his assistant because he pulled me in as opposed to push me, <laughs> push me out. Push, push, push so you now out. I'm the guy who's dancing with all the girls because the other guys are struggling. Right, mm. so that became, and all of a sudden, guess what? From geek to star, zero to hero, <laughs> zero to hero in like ten minutes. So, like, <laughs> okay, so that was interesting. And I remember uh, there's something a little cosmic about this, but when 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 you when you the vibrations of music, right? The, the, the frequency of music and the frequency of using your body when you put them together, right? When you cha cha ah choo, choo, ah cha cha choo, choo, ah right like when they come together rhythm wise, you know, vibration wise, like there's such a euphoric feeling in the body. Like singers know this. When singers hit that note, they sometimes mm-hmm. start crying, right? There's a vibration mm-hmm. that's sort of godly. Dancing mm-hmm. is similar. That's why people get addicted to dancing. Dancers just dancers don't claim to dance for a living. This is who they are. I'm a right. dancer. It's identity, right? So I get it. So I like. Uh, I think for the first time in my life, I felt joy and I smiled. I think in that class, the first time in my life, like, like it just lifted my spirit. That, like, what is that? Wow, that feels good, right? And there's endorphins and dopamines that come with the chemistry of that. And I, right. So, sure enough, 
you know, I did this for four years. So I was out of college <clears throat> and um, that was the thing. That's the only thing I wanted to do. I just wanted to feel better. I just <laughs> want to feel better. Forget school. I just wanted to move my body to music. Right. So disco dancing and all kind of like everything became my, my thing. So I moved to the West Coast. And I get to the West Coast, and there's no bottom anywhere, which is interesting. It was everywhere on the East Coast. That's none, none, zero, like none. I'm like, man. So I ended up stepping into a jazz class, which is not what I was doing. It was a ballroom dancer. We don't change your clothes. You just change your shoes. But now I'm going to, you know, jazzercise with like the headbands and the leg warmers and what the hell is this, you know? <laughs> and, and the condition, right? The class is an hour of conditioning before you even start dancing. And if somebody tells you how to dance, you're supposed to do their way. Anyway, so long story short, I jump in the class like this just because I want to dance. I want to feel that freedom okay. that in my body. I want to be. In, I want those good chemicals. And I was. It's awkward. It's different. It's so freaking different but in three months this is again my life it's ridiculous i, I should write a book it's ridiculous. <laughs> in three months i got a scholarship hmm. I, I could hardly stand up in the world of jazz dancing but somebody saw something so they gave me scholarship so i could train for free what so at the time i was doing construction for a living 19 years old and i do construction all day and I go to dance class in the evening <laughs> for free <laughs> Right, so one class, two classes a week, three classes a week, four classes a week, five classes a week, five classes a week, Monday to Friday, and then two on Saturday, and then one on Sunday, and that just because that's all I wanted. I wanted to feel better. I wanted mm -hmm. it, and sure enough, it ended up saving my life because the depressed, the suicidal kid. You know, when you change your chemistry, it changes your brain and it changes everything to how you see the world. So, mm -hmm. I went from depression to. Alive, alive to happier, happier to maybe I can actually be happy. Maybe I do belong here. Maybe I can have a good life. Maybe like it just opened up all the channels. Right. right. So I get this. So I took this dancing all the way, all the way. Like it became what it is. what I did for a living. I kind of stepped into this and decided I was going to make a living at this. Uh, if you're going to make a living at this stuff, you have to be in Los Angeles. I'm Canadian. So make my way to Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. Long story short. Michael Jackson, Prince, Paul Abdul, Julio Iglesias. I, I worked with all the big guys. <laughs> like, awesome. I made it all the way up to the top, you know, and I danced and traveled around the world for 15 years. So, phase one of my life, dancing that saved my life. So, beautiful, beautiful. My, wife's, yeah, my, my wife's a ballerina, so I met my wife in my class because you teach class as you, you perform and you travel the world. And I met okay. my, my, my wife was one of my students. Oop. I mean, <laughs> What else are you going to meet a girl, right? <laughs> I'm surrounded with 45 women every day, twice a day. For my what kids, so Right there. But right. Um, so, uh, ten, you know, after we're together a few years, because she's also traveling a lot. She's a ballerina. She's a prima ballerina, which is like the star of the, the you know, the, the, the company. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> um, but I wanted a family. I wanted a family. I was always like the, 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 when I came back to me, when I found me after my messed up childhood, I found myself being very traditional and wanting traditional values. And so I wanted kids. I never wanted kids before. I thought it was a terrible thing to bring kids in the world because my life was hell. Right. <clears throat> so I, that, that all shifted. I want to be married. I want to have children. What? Who the hell am I? 
who who am I? Like seriously, because that was never the agenda. But、mm. anyway, so when we got married, because we, we traveled for years, you know,、uh, and we waited to have children. And when we started, when we decided to start a family, I decided to stop traveling. Like I was not going to be the absentee dad. I was not going to be in you know in different part of the world. My kids were were born. So I. Stop traveling. I stuck to the world, the work in Los Angeles only. Like it's just, I would work in LA. I would not let them fly me out.、Okay. So in order to sustain that, I opened a car business. I'm a car freak. I love old cars. I love restoring old cars. I have seven. You know what I mean? Like I'm the car guy、okay. <laughs> who likes to dance. Okay. Who wants to go? Who are you? Right. <laughs> All right. So. Made a really good living at this, but you know, because the, the business ended up having to allow me to stay in town to be, you know, my kids, my kids, every recital, every meet, every Halloween parade, every Christmas parade, we're always there. Me and my wife, always ten o'clock in the morning, we're in the audience. You know what I mean? Like that, I, that was important to me. And the business and manager, you know what I mean, and a manager. So <clears throat> that allowed me. I, the business was six minutes from my house, and the school was two blocks away. I mean, it's perfect, great setup, right? right. Just great right. setup. Bought a house, you know, got steady life, steady, and to raise a family. However, since I was 23 years old, that was stage two of my life. At 23, I started taking personal development workshops. My constantly watching brain was also also curious about everything. Humans were fascinating to me, you know, but like I'm curious about everything. That's just default in my head. I'm just like that guy. I want to know everything, you know. If you know how to make it. You know,、uh, it's, I don't know anything that you know how to make that's off the chart. I want to know. I want to know. Like <laughs> it's my brain. <laughs> so I look like a musician, but I'm a complete geek. I'm always researching, 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 researching. <laughs> right? Okay.、Mm-hmm. So, 2006. Now, by then, you know, I've done the road. I've done the shop for years and years. I'm, of course, in another development workshop since I was 23. Right, personal development, business workshop, money workshop—you name it. Workshop, 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 workshop. Like workshop head, literally.、Um, I'm in a workshop, of course, in San Jose, which is Northern California.、Uh, business workshop. On my way back, I met this couple in the in the workshop. It was three day workshop on the plane. We're sitting in the same row, which is crazy to think about the odds. Because this woman <laughs> says to me, "What are you doing this weekend?" And I go, oh, nothing. I don't work on the weekend. <clears throat> She goes, you want to come to a workshop? I'm like, <laughs> you kidding? Because those expensive. Those she's inviting me as a guest, so I don't、mm-hmm. have to pay. So you know, workshops could be hundreds, thousands of dollars. Right, right. I'm like, of course, I want to go to a workshop, and I just, I, I knew them. It was an impersonal invitation. And I go after I agree, I go, oh wait, well, what's the workshop about? Right? She goes, oh, it's called understanding women. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Now you have to understand. Without real arrogance, there's there must have been some.、Um, but without arrogance, because of、uh, my my life, my artistic temperament, my dancing abilities, I never had problems with women. Right, you like, said I'm just ever. You said I'm good. You said I'm fine. <laughs> I'm like I'm good. I'm good. What are you going to teach me? I know how to do this. Like, and I have also had a knack. I attracted. I always attracted sweet women.、Mm-hmm. If you meet my wife, you go, "Oh wow, no kidding!" I get it, right? Instantly, like, but that's always the type I attracted. So I thought it was me. 
I did. I thought it was me. I got something. Look, she's good. She's really good, right? They were all really good. Hey, right. So I thought it was me. Anyway, so I thought, I remember the Saturday morning, I lived 40 minutes from the airport because it was an airport hotel, the workshop, and I drove, I'm driving down, and what the hell? What's you going to do? What are you going to teach me, really? Like, <laughs> <laughs> so I kind of backed in that, you know, but I, I said I was going to be there, so I keep my word. <clears throat> and so when I get to the airport, to the, the hotel, I walk into the room, and there's 400 people in the room. Oh, wow. And I'm like, okay, this isn't going to be cute. There's something going on here. Like, you could feel it in the air. Like, this was like mm-hmm. a big, all right. And the workshop started. And the workshop ended the day later, and my brain is all over the wall. <laughs> now, the guy who knew women, the guy who had ease with women, the guy who, right, married at the time, we married almost 10 years. I have a baby and a toddler, right? I'm not looking for this. We're doing great, right? Mm-hmm. And I realized that day that I knew nothing about women, zero, mm. nothing. Not even a little bit, like nothing. Like I misunderstood the whole freaking thing. The whole concept. And mm-hmm. and because you, you don't know either. It's unbelievable the way they process stuff because we, we can't imagine how different we are. Like you just like, but that day was a lens on that. Like, you know, I slipped off my chair, I think eight times, like slipped off my chair. Wow. Of the stuff that I learned. Like it's just, you know, and then I realized I know nothing about my women. I don't know nothing about my wife. My wife is cool. She's easy going, but she's still a woman. Right. You know what I mean? Like, and some of the stuff that she like sometimes, and they go, "I don't know what the hell's wrong with her," thinking it's her. It was you? <laughs> it was you? <laughs> Not knowing, no, no intentions right. really, mm-hmm. but I would, you know, I would, like stuff that would go wrong was typically off of me, but I never had an intention, so it can be me. So it's mm-hmm. something wrong with her, right? <laughs> it was always a default. Like I'm not trying to hurt her feeling, so she's too sensitive. I can't tell her anything. Like, all the stuff that men complain about women, right? So mm-hmm. when I got this thing, there wasn't even that. It's like, I have no idea how she, how she takes it. Oh, process thing, takes things very personal. That she's attached to being connected all the time. And often it makes them look crazy. And, and you know, we want to shake them off, which is the worst thing you want to do. Because mm-hmm. she thinks now you're trying to shake her off. And like, so obviously you don't care for her. You don't love. Whoa, wait, wait, what? Right? Like what they do, how they process. So I lost my mind. I mean... All my siblings are separated and divorced two, three times. I have my baby angel. We have kids together. This is my woman. This is my girl. This is my angel. I'm not going to mess that up because I don't know. There goes mm. my brain, right? I'm not going to fuck this up because I didn't understand what I was doing to her, right? So, of course, I dive right in. The company, that company, take the entire curriculum. A minute later, I'm a workshop leader for them because I'm a teacher. So, it's just natural jump. Mm-hmm. Material is fascinating. Now I'm doing this for me and my wife. I'm just doing this for us. And then, but it became my new business. It just became like such a passionate thing for me. I studied with four of the masters, John Gray, Mars and Venus, uh, Esther Perel, who's a French therapist in New York City, who does all the intimacy and love and intimacy issues that people come to struggle with. Uh, uh, Shanti Felhan in the South with the, 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 the dynamics, the dynamics of love and respect that is masculine and feminine, that we, you have to dig into this to really get the dance. The dance of relationship is essential. And then uh, Dr. Pat Allen here in Los Angeles, she's a therapist, family child, marriage, uh, marriage counselor, therapist, for like 46 years, 
but she, uh, I trained with her for three and a half years. So I'm not a therapist, but I'm trained. One of my, one of my extensions, I'm trained by a therapist in a family. So this whole thing, I have this cocktail of information. As, like I said, as I started teaching, I started learning more and teaching more and learning more and teaching more and literally build a business so much that at one point I had to sell my car business, my successful car business in Los Angeles to do this full time. So one, two, three phases of my life. That's how we have to be here. 2009 officially is when I opened the company and been going strong ever since. That is a strong ever since. It's crazy. That's, yeah. that's actually, and that's a really, really unique story. Um, and I love how you provided so many details about it because I literally, literally is like living. You can picture it. I can picture it. Now I, I felt like, you know, you kind of like gravitated me in the, to see how, and I, I agree with a lot about the things you said and probably some of the same reactions I would have had had, had I been in that, in that, in that situation. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm just being honest, you know, that's kind of yeah. the same way. Like yeah, I'm married. I got a I got a kid already. What the hell are you going to tell me about? Uh, ah, man, you have no idea. <laughs> you should talk. You have no idea. So that is so. I'm assuming that's how your project Equinox uh, started. Is yeah, that the, that's yeah. The, that's the, Equinox, the Equinox is the perfect balance between light and day, dark, mm-hmm. dark and light, right? So the mm-hmm. balance between men and women, like the understanding that you need in order to dance. So look behind me. Okay, it's me and my wife ballroom dancing. Oh, beautiful! But uh, this requires beautiful. learning. You know, this is what people don't understand. They think relationships should just happen. It should be easy and. Should, you should get along and it should just work, right? It, no, you have to learn. You have to learn to dance. This is not easy. So that, that's a that's a very good point you made there as far as, you know, what people think, uh, how they should, should work. And yeah, uh, as, as everyone can hear, you know, he's, he's, very, he's been going with this for a long time. So I'm quite sure his viewpoints are going to be pretty strong, which, uh, which leads me to my first question for you. Mm-hmm. Um, when you're speaking about, you know, the things that uh, you know, people need to learn, this in your, your opinion, Andre, well, why are love relationships? You know, why? What? What makes it so hard in today's society? What, what's? What's the? Because there has to be some reason, right? I mean, I, I know. There's oh. no, like, what? What do you think is? I mean, based on your opinion or your feelings, what do you think makes things so difficult nowadays versus before? Or, you know, comparison. Great question. You might have to hold me back. <laughs> <laughs> Let them have it. Let them have I may, it. I may. I may go off, and it's going to trigger all. Bunch of people, especially the younger ones, who let them get believe, triggered. <laughs> believe in equality at all costs. That you know, gender neutral is the way to go. That you you have to give it all stereotypes for people to truly be happy because stereotypes are what kills. Fuck all that shit. Sorry, but oh, <laughs> fuck oh, no, all speak, that shit. Speak your mind. No, Please. but what happens? This is my, this is not even my opinion. This is my my observation. This is what I live. This is what I do every day. Mm-hmm. So with a bunch of people and in different groups and one-on-one and couples and all of it is now. So 10 years ago, it's rad- it was radically different. 10 years ago, people came at me because he didn't get her. She didn't get him. She thought, he thought she was overly sensitive, taking things personally, dramatizing everything. And sometimes acting crazy, right? This men always say shit like this, right? Like she's just, if she could just, right. She takes, why she, are we still talking about this, right? Like she's crazy again, right? And we just sort of walk away, right? And but women on the other side, this do standard complaint. On the other side, women complain that we don't talk enough, we can't connect, and know what's going on inside of us. We would they want to dig, they want to know more, what's going on inside of you? Are you thinking about me or some other girl? Right. So they're constantly digging and insecure with what's going on with him, mm-hmm. but he doesn't talk enough for her to feel safe. So she's all right. And then the moment we are 
we forget something, we say something, we don't do it, it triggers them into not feeling safe. And then they, they, they often believe that we don't care, that we're shallow, that we don't talk, so it must be shallow, True. right? We have mm-hmm. no values, uh, don't know what's going on with him, and um, he doesn't obviously care, respect, and love me, otherwise he would do it what I'm asking, but the way you're asking, it, he doesn't get. <laughs> so we communicate differently. We sound differently. We listen differently. We speak differently. We filter things differently. So even if we're using the same words, you think you're talking and it, we're not communicating. We're not communicating. So another layer mm-hmm. of my work. Anyway, mm-hmm. so that was 10 years ago. It was always a man and woman thing. It was always a gender thing. You know, she's crazy. It isn't, he doesn't care. That's always what I was fixing. About 10 years ago, this thing completely shifted. And two, a a battlefield, a complete freaking Mm. battlefield, right? So what's Mm. happened is in our culture, and I blame this completely on our culture, and this is where the young ones are going to get triggered, you know, we decided that nature was not good enough anymore. And what Mm. I mean, everything I'm teaching you is nature and science. Sometimes chemistry, chemistry of our bodies makes us behave, you know. So we decided that women were better than being women. But to be a woman, you know, like have, be a wife and a mother was below standard. Mm. So women to be valuable had to become man, you know, make mm. money, be independent, strong, powerful, independent is the way to go. That's the only way to go, you know. And in, right now, my, one of my assistants is 27 years old. Beautiful young girl, feminine as hell, right? Just lovely, wants two kids and a family. She can't say that out loud. She cannot say it out loud to her teachers, mm-hmm. to her friends, to her mother. Girl, what's wrong with you? You know better. You know, you're better mm-hmm. than a slave to some man. What the hell? Slave mm-hmm. to some man, right? You're better than, you know, making babies. What are you going to do in the world? So now we raise women to be masculine, strong, independent, and powerful. We used to raise men that way, boys. But now mm-hmm. we raise women to be manly, and that's the only way to go and forget marriage and kids because you're be- better than this. Really? Really? Again, against nature, right? And now we raise men to be sweet, sensitive, vulnerable, talkative, share your feelings, show me what's inside, cry for me, right? And we shame men out of building the masculinity, right? So everything, a man has to find his mojo in the world. A man, a normal male, <clears throat> you encourage him to go fight you know, fight for his life, you know, fight through his fears, conquer his fear, conquer his character, conquer, build his character, conquer his insecurities that builds his confidence that makes him, that makes him capable, valuable. And then from the other side of conquering his life, he wants to share this with somebody, a woman and start a family and build a life. That's what, that's what makes men happiest, you know? And same with women, right? Like we, there's a lot of data on this that both men and women are happier in life when the relationships are working, especially the love relationship, the big one, right? Mm-hmm. Very successful people. I'm in Los Angeles. Very successful people who who can't manage their love relationships or, or can't manage or they keep failing or they they're, they're not successful in love feel like failures. I get it. Both men and women because life sucks. <laughs> When you're battling with your mates or, you know, one after the other, you can't find the right one, right? Like, that's not a hat. So, okay, that's interesting. So, let's look into this. So, what happened? Well, we, we now raise women to be like men at all costs. 
first. We raise men to be like women. Because right now in our culture, like if a guy is in sweet, sensitive, vulnerable, talkative, you know, get to get in touch with his feelings. You know what I mean? He's not, no women are going to be attracted to him. Like he's not a good man. Mm-hmm. So, and a woman, unless she's falls out, you know, independent, has her own everything and doesn't depend on no man, unless she's like this, she's not a good woman, right? She's supposed to be superwoman. And yes. it's impossible. It's impossible. It's impossible. It's impossible this is right. what I see every day, right? So, like the mm-hmm. belief system out there, they're, they're pushed in the culture that uh, women are valuable for what they do, and men are valuable for what they don't do. Is exactly backwards. So we flip the script on nature, and this is why everything has gone to hell. It's crazy. It's simple. So that's the whole thing. I see it like every day. So you ask me what happened. Get this. This is a time in history, in human history. This is huge. Right, where we flip the script and we kind of got rid of all the standards, right? No standards of anything, right? No, no gender roles, really. No, no, um, uh, no role models that are normal, right? Like everything's mm-hmm. outdated, right? Everything mm-hmm. that's classic is stupid. Everything that's weird is now the new normal, right? So mm-hmm. we open the channels and everything. I get it. To some level, we needed that, but that went way too far. Yeah, you know, and no, no, no. Um, no stereotypes that's toxic, right? So <laughs> we in the history of humanity right now, and there's data on this as well, right? I mean, again, I'm teaching you data. I'm not making this up. This, I forget who did the study. came out like three years ago that women today are the less happy that they've ever been in human history. Of, of all time. Of all times. But they They're have happy, but, less happy but, than their mothers and their grandmothers and to suppress everything from the 50s. Right, but they have more, right? That's what they say. Like financially, happy. more materialistic things, more. But and, they're not. But right, but it's, that's, right, that's, and, that's, that's key. and that's key. And it's, it's not the key to happy. happiness. It's not the key right. to happiness. You act like mm-hmm. a man. You act like a man inside out of your nature as a woman, right? The wo- woman's nature is to be nurturing and they create life. That's the nature of a woman, right? They're nurturing mm-hmm. beings and they create and make life. Now that's a big deal. Yes, but now you you're not supposed to be doing that. You're better than that. You're supposed to act like him, like so. <laughs> do you see that? Do you see the obscenity here, right? So oh, I'm not saying you? that you should be a woman, a wife, and have kids, and that's the way to be, and that's nature. All right? You do whatever the hell you want, right? right? I don't care. You want to be a woman with a, a you know badass and don't have kids. You probably should if you don't want kids, right? But the culture is messing women up and making that not right. Making that, you know, making it, making it wrong, making it wrong, right? So right. the feminist mm-hmm. movement, feminist movement, movement was always about choice, choices for women. You want to be a wife, you can be a wife. You want to be a CEO, let's open the channels, right? There was always opportunity, opportunity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's not what it is anymore. Right. The feminist movement is anti-male. You're now tuned in to Flavor in Your Ear. Flavor in Your Ear.